0: Welcome to random movie generator with myself david L, and uh, david edwards there we go lovely to have you lovely to have you on board david thank you it's lovely to be aboard hms cinema yes sailing through the choppy waters it seems in your mind yeah yep. the choppy water the yeah.
1: choppy waters of the silver screen there's highs and there's lows
0: well there's mainly lows i'd say
1: yeah I, I dep- yeah, I guess it depends, really. What, um, I mean, you've got some interesting stuff coming out in January, because that's kind of Oscar season. So lots of stuff like um, The Holdovers, the new Alexander Payne film. You've got Napoleon in November. I mean, the irony is the most exciting film I'd say this year, for me, would be The, the Killer, the new David Fincher film, but that's going straight to Netflix. I'd love to have seen that in the cinema.
0: You're going to give Napoleon 3.5 and say it was too long?
1: You are a future teller. Having said that, though, you know Oppenheimer, um, I had a few issues with the third act because I thought once the bomb went off, it kind of lost its dramatic energy. But um, you know, it, it did. It, it didn't. It wasn't. Didn't feel sluggish time-wise. Do you know what I mean? So I thought he said it did. The third hour kind of um, dragged, but that was more kind of the third, indeed, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> the
0: third hour kind of dragged,
1: it dragged a bit. But but the first, um, two, but the
0: fourth one zipped along.
1: Zipped along, no problem at all with that. Do you know what I mean? Just a nice little sprint, no issue there. But yeah, the um, yes. So yeah, the third hour, I felt as though it changed plot gear. And now, as I'm saying yeah. this, I'm completely contradicting myself. But the first two hours just went like no man's land. I guess it's a case of you know, if it keeps you occupied and interested. You can go for those hours in no time.
0: I have to pick you up on the first two hours went like no man's land.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't quite know what that means, no man's (laughs) land. Dear God. No man's land, that's no direction. You're just wandering around surrounded by grenades and gas. That's not an enjoyable experience.
0: So you went to the cinema last night. Again, I get so excited. I love that you do this every week, though. How many people do this every week and then pop on a podcast? How many people go and watch a The latest movie. Well, quite a few. There's a lot of competition out there, isn't it, on the old podcast Mm. front? I like that. Twelve hours ago, you were watching a film.
1: Absolutely staring up at the silver screen. What did you go and watch? Um, The one I saw last night. It's not the one I'm reviewing, but it's Five Nights at Freddy's, which was a horror film. Oh, Oh, but the one I'm I'm thrown. I'm thrown. So I went. I saw one on Tuesday to make sure um, I was ready to um, review it because I didn't, because it's quite an indie low budget movie um, and Cineworld were doing a special screening of it. And it doesn't mean they'll show it again later in the week because they're okay. more sort of mainstream, you know, um, focus as, as a multiplex and it was cat person and it was Ooh. a big at Sundance film festival so it's one of those low-budget indie films. So it's more what you get in an art cinema, really. So as soon as I'm Completely empty around, in there? I would say, yeah, I would say maybe... It's a, it was a large auditorium, and I'd say about 20, 20 people in there.
0: And this is a Tuesday night?
1: Yes. So that's not bad, actually, for a Tuesday night, when you think about it. And it was a special right. screening. A lot of people sat on their own type of thing. You get that in the special screenings Some okay. dedicated
0: cine did you go with Ryan on the Tuesday night? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to know what the how different a Tuesday night viewing as in food, noise, like uh, the audience. How different from a Friday night is it? I think our psychology um, was different.
1: Like we had to sort of uh, only have like a brief hot chocolate afterwards and then head back.
0: Very sensible on a Tuesday. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I'd say. Um, so you didn't eat then. Um, Oh, yes. I had something to eat. I had um, a good old-fashioned McDonald's. Wonder Bar. Absolutely. Wonder Bar. That would be a great name for an actual restaurant. Did you Wonderbar. sneak it in the cinema? I, I, I took in the uh, apple pie and... Uh, oh. So crunching away on that. And a um, uh, well, so this was a particularly nice one. It's apple and toffee. absolute dream come true (laughs) yeah and um they accidentally put a donut in there as well what in your bag i don't know if i paid for it unknowingly or um because the machine was all over the place you know because you do your own um autopilot you you do it yourself in mcdonald's yeah yeah, they don't serve you over the counter now you've got to do it on like a touch screen absolutely is that since covid um, I think it was around just before COVID. I think it's more of an economics thing than um, a virus element. Well, it's they, like they'll, Argos. They'll give it to you over the counter, but you don't pay for it over the counter anymore. Oh. I think they have a till just in case. But um, So I don't know if it was me who, who uh, accidentally did the donor. I was free of charge, but it was a lovely surprise to come across.
0: Jess Cordell says, what's David's go-to Mackey D's order? That was going to be mine next, because mine's really bland. What's your Mackey D order?
1: Mine is, um, if I'm going to really, really go for it, well, first of all, their Nuggets special offer is just nuts. It's like, um, I can't remember the exact amount. It's like £4.85 for 20 Nuggets. And then if you pay like £4.60 or whatever, it sounds like I'm sponsored by the clown now, McDonald's. But um, that was a while ago. It's not a clown anymore, is it, for crying out loud? That's a dog, isn't it? Was oh, it a dog? God, no. a very millennium. <laughs> no, I,
2: don't, I, don't I don't know, I um, don't
1: Yeah, uh, it's about, I think, six quid, and then you get like ten. So I don't know, there's a lot of chickens hanging around that are happy to have their heads cut off.
0: Oh, flipping hell. Those poor chickens. I know, it's
1: horrific, isn't
0: it? Um, but yes. Over. very, very tasty. Oh, absolutely, if you've got the right dip. So you go chicken, I wouldn't consider doing chicken. Don't know why. I've told you I've never done a Kentucky Fried Chicken. Before, Never been in there. I quite like
1: Kentucky Fried Chicken because sometimes um, I go into McDonald's and I don't know what it is about McDonald's, but so much of the time they don't have all the food. Like, they're always having to clean the McFlurry machine so there's no McFlurries. There's hardly any milkshakes. You know, you're lucky if you get one, it's like a lottery. So I've gone to KFC quite a few times and I love a Zinger Burger. And the name... What's a Zinger Burger? A Zinger Burger is... um, I can't try to think how to explain it but it's got a real zing chilli hot (laughs) taste to it absolutely if not you get in contact with the market people wouldn't you it's illegal there's no zing in this burger I want my money back let's sue is it one
0: burger or a couple of burgers
1: Um, I think it's um, oh I think you can get a zinger tower so thou more than one burger that's officially a tower not merely a burger treat
0: Right, a Zinger burger. But you got nuggets last night.
1: Um, I didn't actually last night get nuggets. That's one That would be my usual go-to. Instead, mm. I got the um, Philly, oh, God, the McPhilly cheese, because I usually always go for one of their new limited editions, and um, it's very... You try
0: things, don't you? Oh, I, was... I feel like you try things. I do the same... I tip
1: my t- toe into the, the food McPhilly river. McPhilly cheesesteak? Absolutely, Yes. And um, I liked it. But then again, you know, I think it would be similar to when I uh, introduced you to my brand of coffee and you were quite repelled by it, which is understandable because it's basically coffee for kids. Uh, Because there's like a a large portion of of liquidated cheese on the top steak. So you get two nice. I'm absolutely loving this. Oh, maybe you go for it then, pal. Get it ordered. Oh. Get old, deliver it around your uh, pad. See,
0: I just go for a cheeseburger.
1: No, this is a, quite a different experience. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was very impressed by it. It's very, very, very nice. And their um, apple toffee uh, pie is uh, incredible. It really is. Um, is it? Very small row. Not hot. big enough. Way too hot. That's why I left it for the cinema. Right. But um, I was tempted to uh, take it into the cinema with me. But first of all, it's not nice for the others, the other Patreons around you in in the cinema auditorium. But secondly, um, I'd have just been covered in cheese on the way out.
0: Do you know what I mean? I have tootlebug, tootlebug says here, ah, the milkshake issue. I know it well. It's ridiculous, isn't it? It's a case of, well, it's just, I don't think I ever get a milkshake there.
1: To the extent that I did um, emigrate to KFC on the other side of the industrial car park. I was like, au revoir, Golden Arches. You're just not keeping up to your Winnie, expectations. You left in a
0: strop. I like the idea. Um,
1: you... Yeah, I think, I think only Ryan noticed it sort of thing. But, you know, I tried to make some kind of
0: scene. But I think this is just
1: ridiculous. You come to it every time and um, all the McFlurries are greyed out. Because it's annoying because they've got a new M&M McFlurry. What is it? M&M and Honey or something. Um, Flip. And um, it is a case of... I
0: don't don't know what it is because I wasn't able to try it. Is this episode sponsored by McDonald's, says Daniel? Absolutely, I find McDonald's, the idea of it
1: excites me, but it stresses me out. The restaurants are just so intense. And um, I mean, to work at McDonald's, I think it would be less stressful to be a Navy SEAL for the American Army. What they have to do. But linking to your point about it being like a dessert and a main meal, apparently the burgers are almost desserts because there's so much sugar in the bun. There's so much white sugar in the bun. But I know what you mean about having a... um, uh, Yeah, I usually have a banana milkshake and a burger, and it is almost like having ice cream. I've never actually thought about it like that. You're basically having ice cream and meat. Sal Willis says, the way David talks
0: about food is so utterly tantalising. Goodness me. I'm like that as well, Sal. That's why I constantly ask. I'm just... (laughs) I love it, David. 100%. <laughs> do I set Honestly. the McDonald's?
1: Well, I'll tell you one that's opened up that's really... Um, Wendy's is now in Britain. God, I'm thinking we need to focus on the films Yeah, the thing, we do, we do. Sorry. I'm okay, than yeah. to, um, no, I'm more happy to... No, no, there. no. But Wendy's... Some people
0: want to know the... Yeah, go on, Wendy's, go on. bit of Wendy's. Go
1: on.
0: What is Wendy's?
1: Wendy's is the big American uh, takeaway franchise and um, so it's like a McDonald's in America but we've only recently got it and um, uh, I just want to explore it I just want to take my taste buds like a large hoover and just start sucking up honestly it
0: really pisses me off we're not doing a food pod if it takes the roof off the podcast world sign me up captain (laughs) I'm all about taking roofs off I'm a podcast hurricane I'm going to say one thing and I just want to see your reaction to it Wimpy. Brown Derby.
1: Do you know there is a wimpy in Littlehampton? And uh, I was with my um my family and I couldn't quite get them in there. Do you know what I mean? They uh, they voted against me annoyingly, and it was nostalgia city, and there was a, a brown derby, as you say, and it was just i I don't understand why it still exists. It was like something out like of the Twilight Zone and um, it, it was all there and it was just like such a nostalgia pill there was, there was like desserts and food they haven't changed since the 80s and you still eat it off a china plate yeah 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 it was just it was just insane and bizarre, there's still one in Atlanta I think there's still one's dotted around and all that retro stuff like the the brown derby and stuff like that and also what did they do with their ice cream they put a dollop on their ice
0: cream. it would be a warm donut yes and then it would be ice cream on top and it would just melt yeah that was the there was, oh and then just oh, be a puddle at... of ice cream oh, oh god okay. absolute
1: nirvana i really tried to push all my domestic credits with that i was like no we're going to the wimpy and um i was completely voted out once again uh, sam paul
0: says she says here random foodie generator that's lovely that's really lovely. a franchise for crying out loud okay david so cat person absolutely um
1: yeah cat person big sundance film festival indie film um like it's really small budget yeah very small budget good cast though it's got the actress who was in coda that film that won best oscar two years ago i should remember her name i apologize um and um uh, so she stars in it. I'll see if I can find her name. Um, and also uh, the guy who plays Greg in Succession is also in it. Um, so it's got a good cast, but um, it's it definitely is uh, low budget. So I'm just um, finding their actual names here because the cast is very good. And ultimately, what it's about is um, uh, there's a, a girl. She's 20. She's at high. She's at um college slash university in america and it's very much a case uh, these are the actual names so it's emily jones plays the main character and nicholas Braun. and it starts up as a type of quite awkward style comedy uh romantic comedy ultimately um and then it evolves into um a psychological thriller it's a real genre bender so you she works by but um a cinema by a kiosk and she's uh, currently at university and um, he turns up and he's about 33 mid-30s as an older chap and they start flirting and kind of getting on and um, he's very awkward and odd and very very nerdy and quite nervous around the ladies and uh, he's a real film fan. He's always turning up at the cinema she works at, and he's like a massive like Harrison Ford fan. And he's always are you um... taking the piss? No, it was a bit bizarre, and it's not really a character you'd aspire to, really. But there was a few traits that were quite similar. He's got an amazing Indiana Jones jacket that he wears.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hang on a minute. A bit <laughs> I feel like you're taking the piss out of me. Yeah.
1: No, no, it's a bit odd. Yeah. But I th- I'd hopefully there's a line to this, because he's an odd bloke. So I was sat in the cinema thinking, God almighty, I hope this isn't too biographical. Well, so he goes to the cinema a lot, and he wears a hair <laughs> He goes to the cinema a lot, he's in his mid-thirties, and uh, a bachelor... And he's obsessed by Harrison Ford. And um, even before I knew the Harrison Ford connection, I leant over to Ryan and I said to him, I'm just going to have to get one of those jackets. I didn't even know it was an Indiana Jones jacket at that point. And, I do and then need 10 to. minutes later,
0: he's murdering everyone. Well,
1: no spoilers type of thing. But um, I'm... Ooh, okay. Yeah, but okay. Um, but uh, I'm not saying if he does or he doesn't.
0: No, no, do no, I mean? no, 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 yeah.
1: But the whole element of the film is... Is it creepy? Uh, is it creepy uh, Very, feel? very creepy, because you don't know if he's just awkward. Basically oh, – um, I like I'm, the
0: sound of this, David.
1: Uh, yes, you would like the, uh, the idea of it. And also, it's very clever in the sense that it doesn't just see everything from a feminist point of view. There is a conversation. There are times where you feel that he's quite vulnerable, or you feel sorry for him. And maybe she's too paranoid towards him. Because yeah. you basically don't know, is he just an awkward, nerdy mm. guy? that's struggling to navigate life or is he a genuine psycho that means her harm? Cause at one point she actually says, um, I don't want to go any further with this because her first night with him is very cumbersome, you know, first uh, um, night of, uh, of love intercourse, whatever you want to call it. If you're a scientist or a, a love guru, and it's, absolutely. Yes. That's the best way to call it. Just like a hot knife through butter. That was that description. Don't, don't tiptoe around. Uh, yeah, so it's a case of... Yeah, she's after the first, um, you know, uh, fornication. It's <sighs> just like, I'm not f- interested in this.
0: I feel like I don't want to know anything else about the film. Because... Yeah. Uh, because uh, you've sort of teed up a... Oh, I think you'd
1: find it very, very, very interesting. I think it's a real... I think people who don't get on with it... it will, and this is, once again, very general. No spoilers. It's one of those things where it seems that if you want to come up with anything original in cinema, it's got to be a genre mashup, hasn't it? It's got to be different genre styles mashed together. And I would say when those when it moves in between genres like romantic comedy, orca humor, psychological thriller, it, the gears um, stick a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's just like uh, I mean that's why Edgar Wright was so um, is so popular, isn't it? That he can he's very good at uh, balancing all those different genre tones and styles, but I wouldn't say it's always that slick cat person in doing it. Also, the other thing that's very, very good and very relatable is they have long periods where they don't see each other, but they date via text message. And that's very relatable. Did it win awards cat person? Um, it was nominated for awards, uh, in actual fact, there's one, yeah, it was nominated uh, for Sundance Awards. I don't think it actually won any, but it got very strong reviews out there, 100%. But definitely worth looking at. I think what was refreshing is that I thought it was going to be, and there's nothing wrong with a, a feminist message, it's fine, do you know what I mean? But I thought it was going to be very much from that feminist point of view, but it criticises also um, her best friend who's hyper-feminist, and is so hyper-feminist it's almost toxic, and... um, you do see it from different points of view. There's a great opening quote by Margaret Atwood, the author at the beginning. It says, um, men worry worry about being laughed at by women. And then it says, What is it? Um, women worry about being killed by men. So I know it's quite intense, but um yeah, it's it's food for thought. I would say though the only problem I'd say with it is um the blur of genders doesn't always keep it um stable and rooted in genres limited. genres what did i say say genders genders the blind gen me, flipping ack um I'm looking at a poster of it now and they're kissing I think that's probably why I suddenly thought of that now of cat person that is. Um the blend of genders. But um yes it was um
0: of gender.
1: of gender, absolutely we are in Brenda
0: Brenda Breth- Blethin.
1: Brenda Blin, absolutely Brenda <laughs> Gender <laughs>
3: <laughs> you are quite
1: quite
0: with <laughs> yeah okay so agendas. so this that sounds that sounds great that sounds uh, very I'm up for having a watch a cat person um, as we got a sort of push on with this week's uh, Random Movie Generator when I mean, we did 12 minutes on Wendy's so that was my fault not at all sir not at all um well, let's, uh, let's guess how many ice ices out of five Davids going to give Cat Person. This is, inter- this is an interesting one. Um, I think it was a pretty positive review. But he did say, it's that genre thing. said, is it the gears are sticking? Okay, I'm going to have my little guess. Uh, I'm going to have to write it on my hand. I'm going to go for this.
1: It's definitely very new and inventive. It's certainly worth um, checking out.
0: Okay, so if everyone has a little guess, people are going for it in the uh, YouTube. Thanks, everyone, for joining us live this Saturday morning. Okay. All right, here we go. Some people agreeing with me, some people not. Here we go. David, how many choc-ices out of five are you going to give Cat Person?
1: 3.5. Wow am i always 3.5 i'm trying to think no no i then?
0: just thought you liked it not quite enough to go four four's a biggie for you if you give something a four but you thought there was enough going on not to give it a three i think yeah i think
1: oh i think that's a spot on observation yeah i think that's
0: completely right it's a case loads I- of people have gone for 3.5 in the in the uh, youtube comments most people.
1: Some people probably get more out of it than me. It had that second act problem as well that we've always spoken about where it just sort of lulls during the second act. I can't even... It was frustrating that I can't even put my finger on what it was. But um, it seems to be... When you're watching films, it seems to be almost like... Um, it's like I think you've said about conversations. When you're talking to someone, you're always thinking of the next thing you're going to say or whatever. And it, it didn't have that kind of hanging question mark for some of it. It was always very present in the moment. And there was no like, um, oh, what's going to happen now? What's this? What's that? It does have that later on. But certainly um, it's a very dialogue heavy in some of the dates and things and that thing. It wasn't a mass. I think some people would be fine with that. I think I've just got cinematic ADHD. You like your
0: explosions.
1: I like my explosions. I like men with muscles. Simple as that.
0: Can you sing that song that you wrote in the nineties called Explosions? Absolutely. Ek ek ek
1: ek ek
0: explosion. Ek. ek 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 ek
1: ek explosion. Ek. ek 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 explosion. <laughs> Feedback. <laughs> simple as that it wasn't a hit it was on a B-side
2: egg, egg egg
0: egg 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 sploja <laughs> it had legs people just went in it I was before <laughs> my time did you see that coming at all egg 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 egg, egg 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 sploja I like that David yeah. thank you so much David for this week's new movie review oh thanks for your time thanks for listening right so movie news let's have a quickie uh, any movie news this week david one
1: thing um michael cera uh, do you remember him he had a small part of barbie and arrested development he's very much on the comeback in a big big way and where's uh, he been then um he really turned his back on the industry and he focused more on theater and um uh a lot of people said that he stepped out because he found the celebrity lifestyle too toxic and Jesse Eisenberg kind of slipped into his sort of so
0: because I see them as the same person. I forgot. Yes, people.
1: absolutely. And if you look at the early two thousands, um, Michael Cera was very much taking all those big roles and then he took, um, a sidestep out of it. And Jesse Eisenberg very much swung in, but he's got, He's did very well in the Barbie movie. Even though it was a small role, he was very much... They said how TikTok, he became a meme because he was Ken's best friend. And that's really boosted his kind of... Um, even though he's not in the film that that much, he's very. he was part of a whole kind of meme uh, promotion to it. So now he's got two big roles. He's going to have a very juicy role in the new Wes Anderson movie. Very significant role in that. And also... Um, Jesse Armstrong uh, has got a film that he's written and Jesse Armstrong, obviously from peep show, but also succession. So it's going to be his next film, next project after succession. And Michael Cera is um, starring in that. So he's got two very kind of large films. And um, I think also this article is very much looking at the power of social media. Do you know what I mean? You've got like a small role in the film, but on the mean front, your face is everywhere. And, um, because suddenly that was it. That um, that Jesse, uh, Jesse Armstrong film, it was going through financial issues, even though he was he's the showrunner for Succession. But after Barbie, there was just no issue at all. Michael Sarah was immediately um, put into the starring role, and the whole thing was financed.
0: Right. Okay. Any other news this week?
1: Any other news? I would say is um, the actor strike is still going on, and they're worried oh, that. I thought um, it finished. Oh, is that the writers? The writers. I hope I've got that right. Yeah, the actor's strike is, is um, it's still going on. And um, they're becoming increasingly paranoid that if the next meeting doesn't happen and is, is not uh, fruitful, it could go on for an even longer period and it could start disrupting the Oscars in some way. So that's like a big um, conversation point at the moment. I think that's a bit melodramatic. I think sometimes they're just trying to create news for the sake of it because I think the Oscars isn't until March.
0: Do uh, we try and create movie news for the sake of it?
1: Um, I hope not.
0: We I like to. Know. We like to bring a little bit of spice. Oh god, movie you need to have world. a
1: little bit of kind of like you know. Egg, 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 egg. Explosion. explosion.
3: <laughs> you've got to have a
1: little. Um, I'm trying to think what the word is. <laughs> definitely, you've got to. Uh, say quoi? Je ne say quoi? A little bit of spice. A, little, a dollop of jam on top of the porridge. Yeah, that's not spice sexy, jam. is it? Spicy jam, definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay, so Michael, Sarah, and the actors. Anything else? Any little dollop of news that you uh, heard? Any any other news?
1: Any um, a massive dollop of uh, news, I'd say, is that um, uh, Barbara Broccoli was interviewed recently about uh, James Bond, and. Um, it's going to be a massive long period between now and the next Bond film. And also she says, because budgets yes, yeah. are so high... How, what does massive long? I think it's
0: like, going to be what, something, years
1: and years? Oh, not, not years and years. I think it's going to be something like... Um, so we're in 23 now. 26, 27, something like that. It's going to be a long, long period. And also she said that um, James Bond ideally used to be every year at the most two years. But she can't imagine that now because the budgets are so big. Big for cinema outings that it could be uh, sometimes three or four years between Bond films
0: do you know what I just thought then I missed Daniel Craig oh god yes I mean you
1: know I remember when he first turned up on that um, speedboat when they introduced him as Bond I was like that's not James Bond for crying out loud and um, to look at him you wouldn't think for a second he's Bond but I mean he just his physicality and his body language I think it's going to be really tricky to work following yeah him. mass almost undoable i think she's putting the pause button on because um she's almost waiting for a new trend to appear because i don't think we've really left that daniel craig era what would the new bomb be would they just go very camp and cheap Rocky really Moore-esque? tall and sinewy um
0: wh- who- like six foot six
1: six foot six type of thing why would, why would like a, it sounds like a basketball player kind of. I don't know, it's just
0: different. Isn't it? Yeah, he's
1: different. No, you're quite right, 100%. Yeah, yeah, but, basketball player. Basketball player sort of thing. Absolutely, would help him in action. Definitely, if he needs to sort of t- get a rifle off a large shelf or something, a high shelf. Absolutely, definitely. Or just, to, you know, to grab a man from behind if you've got height on you. Not,
0: I've used my height for that
1: reason. Do remember the
0: game of death, Bruce Lee? Oh gosh, yes! The character in that. So that's sort. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, the the basketball player. Yeah, 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 definitely. Massive long arms. Thank you, David, for this week's movie news. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay, so it's the biggie. It's movie review. It's the randomly generated movie that Thomas generated. Oh, Mandy! How are you doing? Good! Did you have a nice time in Ibiza? Oh, yeah, look at this. Look at this. Oh, you're very tan. Yes, look. Show me white bits. Dear man. That was quite uh, quite horrific. Don't
1: show you white bits. Thank God it's a podcast. Pardon? I'm just saying cover up, put a tea towel over or something, you know. You've got uh, handles, you could put a tea towel over your handles. <laughs> handles? And then. She's
2: got handles.
3: No. Well, she's I got love
1: got... handles. Oh, no, not love handles, I mean like bits of metal um... handles, you know. So I'm envisioning an oven, but she's more of a, like a large box.
0: Well, I think your white bits are lovely. Thank you, david i think like, absolutely that they're lovely
1: but you just don't need to show them off do you know what i mean well, I, I like want to be warned to. before someone shows me their white bits are you okay with this david yes i am we're all human reveal them well, now we're not. no we're this not. is true this is we're living in a crazy world with robots aren't we it's just like what is human now it's like a blade runner conundrum in my head
0: jonathan beals just said in youtube hey mandy just don't um, put a little waving hand She doesn't need any more
1: admirers. She's got more than enough. She's got a big enough metal head as it is. Get stuffed. She just said, get stuffed. There you go. Very toxic. I like her sass, though. I always like
0: her sass. Martin Gardner says, jealousy is a horrible trait, David. It
1: is. And it's going through my veins right now, and it's just uh, it's, it's exhausting. It's like carrying around a massive boulder everywhere.
0: Okay, David. So the movie we generated last week was Lolita? It was, indeed. Kubrick?
1: absolutely sir
0: you've never seen it before I haven't seen it no absolutely brand new <sighs> how did you feel genuinely picking that movie and sitting down to watch it yeah excited because I've never seen Lolita and also it's Peter Sellers and um, yeah
1: I was very was it in,
0: the 60s? Made it it was in very...
1: the 60s yeah early 60s 100% early really?
0: 60s okay early well, 60s I'm...
1: And um, so I'll get some of the facts up uh, here so we're completely clear on um, uh, what we're looking at type of thing. So, yeah, early 60s. And um, he just done. Um, yeah, it's 1962. Also stars um, James Mason as the main character, the teacher who falls for Lolita. And um, obviously, uh and uh, Lolita's mother. Sorry,
0: the teacher that falls for Lolita. Yes, yes. yeah, college
1: lecturer sort of for Lolita, and Shelley Winters, which who is Lolita's mother? Because basically, um, he's writing a book, I believe, and he's touring America, and because he's British, uh, yeah, he's a college professor, and um, he's renting a room from Shelley Winters. And uh, Shelley Winters, uh, she's lonely; her husband's passed away and um, she immediately likes to look at James Mason and just over the top is flirting with him. Uh, but uh, he's not interested in uh, her, a woman of his own middle-aged demographic. He's more interested in her 14-year-old daughter type of... 14? Um, yeah, she's, four, she's 12 in the book and she's 14 in the film. I know, I was a bit shocked.
0: Yeah. God, do you know, said, I don't know anything about this. Uh, movie or f- or story? Oh, okay. I had no idea.
1: Yes, so it's v- so very the film that the book was banned in certain parts of the world, not in America. I didn't but in know the world. anything about this. Sh- shite and um, It really Shit was um, Kubrick going against the grain and trying to come up with something you know quite fresh and new. I basically thought in my naivety that it was like American Beauty in the sense that, you know, with American Beauty, um, he goes through a midlife crisis and he starts lusting over his um, daughter's best friend at high school and she's like sort of 15, 16, still an appropriate type of thing, but nothing actually happens. But um, Is she 15, 16 in American Beauty? I think so. I think she's like at the end of high school, isn't she? She's not 14. I think she's 15, 16, something in that kind of age, still below, you know, consent, but,
0: um... Fucking hell. I had no idea. This has absolutely blown my... It did for me, because, um... Did you know what you were going into?
1: Not to this extent, Um, and I found it quite uncomfortable, because it's quite broad humour at times but with a d- very dark underbelly.
0: and it's, Is that purposefully broad to make it... Yes, 100% to put sugar on the pill.
1: And I think it's a case of in the 60s, it was all a bit, you know, a bit broady, a bit kind of lewd. Oh, and sorry, rough.
0: I thought it was to make it more awkward.
1: No, I think it was more to kind of like um, laugh at the absurdity of the characters type of thing. And... Um, Because if you played it as like a straight drama, it'd just be an absolute horror. Because um, the other thing that's shocking is that they allude to the idea that they do actually have sexual consent. You know, not consent, so they have a sexual relationship. So yeah, it's just like, but in between that, you've got knockabout Peter Sellers gags. So it is a bizarre cocktail. And unlike 2001, unfortunately, this one has dated, I'd say.
0: Really? I would say it's quite uncomfortable because it's like... Um, yeah. But, but how was it received back then? Do you know? Um, how it
1: was received? I think it got like a... Um, uh, yeah, it basically was at, were like a lot of Kubrick films, totally marmite. Other people found it cutting edge, new, fresh. Other people totally turned their back on it and wouldn't even review it. Like the actual book itself. So it's like Clockwork Orange. And even The Shining, when it first came out, a lot of people were negative. I think most Kubrick films have had that reaction. I remember Kubrick saying in an interview that um, his worst reaction to a film was Barry Lyndon because there was no conversation about it. It just popped up. People shrugged their shoulders and it disappeared. But I think all his films have been um, Marmite. You either love it or you hate it. Right. And Lolita definitely is just like, You know, very confused message. You know, it's a case of uh, the underlying narrative is paedophilia, really. And but then you've got knockabout comedy in between it.
0: What was Kubrick get? What was his angle? I don't understand what his angle was.
1: I think it was the case of um, thing is, he's always had an interest in um the inner battle of sexuality. Because, I mean, what was interesting is watching that and then his last film, Eyes Wide Shut, which was about a married couple going off into New York one night and uh, experimenting with their sexuality, going to orgies and things in that vein. And um, so you've got that aspect. The other element is um, sort of a forbidden lust, this element of... um, you know, uh, th- this is going to destroy you, but you're still, you know, tantalized by it like some form of addiction. And he also liked the idea that even when um, James Mason sees her as an older woman, he still still fought, is still in love with her in a bizarre way. He's talked about that. He's referenced that. So it wasn't just her as a young girl. It's very confused. The other thing Kubrick desperately wanted to do was he wanted to make a big budget porn movie where it was lit like a Hollywood film. And the only reason he didn't do that. So very good narrative, very strong narrative. But the sex was literally like a porn film. And the only reason he didn't do that is because his wife said, I will leave you if you do that, because it would just be absolutely humiliating. So he's always had a penchant for, um, I guess he's thinking that's the ultimate psyche, isn't it? Sexuality. You're not in control of it. It's the subconscious. You know, really drill it. And also, he's very nihilistic. He looks at the dark energy of human civilization, doesn't he, always?
0: Can I lighten this section up a bit?
1: Please do, because it's very dark at the moment. I'm not... Explosion.
0: Have some I just people. felt like I needed to... Oh, yeah, it's got to be done, because it is darkness. And what, what, what character does Peter Sellers play, then? Peter
1: Sellers plays a very bizarre character. You can see it as a precursor to Doctor Strange, love, in the um, element that um, he's also got a fascination with Lolita. I don't think he's as dark as James Mason's. And uh, he's a famous playwright, but he's so eccentric, he keeps just doing bizarre voices all the time. So he, like, says to James Mason, You remind me of a British butler who speaks a bit like this. Uh, But you're in America now, so you want to get your guns out and be a gunslinger.
0: So he just sort of goes in
1: between. He's like an eccentric writer type of element. And a lot of. Someone's
0: just asked in the comment box, could you say Ponchon again?
1: Ponchon. Absolutely, that would be a good name for a burger or something. One penchant, please. A penchant. a double penchant. a penchant tower. Merci.
0: Okay, um, David. Well, I mean, we've got to crack on. Um, let's let's guess. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? About, oh, actually, let's listen to a clip of from Lolita. Please do. Please do.
2: Why were you so late coming home from school yesterday afternoon?
4: Yesterday.
2: Yesterday. What was yesterday? Yesterday
4: was Thursday. Oh, well, um, was I late?
2: Yes, you were. You finished school at 3 o'clock. You were not home until 6 o'clock.
4: That's right, that's right. Michelle and I um, stayed to watch football practice.
2: In the Frigid Queen.
4: What do you mean, in the Frigid Queen?
2: I was driving around, and I thought I saw you through the window.
4: Oh, Yeah, well, we stopped there for a malt afterwards. What difference does it make?
2: You were sitting at a table with two boys.
4: Yeah, well, Roy and Rex just happened to sit down with us.
2: Roy and Rex?
4: The co-captains of the football team.
2: I thought we understood no dates.
4: What do you mean, no dates? They just sat down at our table.
2: I don't want you around them. They're nasty-minded boys.
4: Oh, you're a fine one to talk about someone else's mind.
2: Don't avoid the issue. I told you, no dates.
4: It wasn't a date.
2: It was a date?
4: It wasn't a date.
2: It was a date, Lolita. It
4: was not a date. It
2: was a date.
4: It wasn't a date.
2: Well, whatever it was that you had yesterday afternoon, I don't want you to have it again. And while we're on the subject, how did you come to be so late on Saturday afternoon?
4: Saturday, I went to my piano lesson.
2: Your piano lesson? I thought that was on Wednesday.
4: No, it was changed to Saturday, remember? Between two and four, Miss Starch, piano. Well, ask Michelle. She was with me.
2: Ask Michelle. That's what you always say to me. Well, now, for a change, I'm going to ask you something about Michelle.
4: (laughs) You can't have her. She belongs to a Marine. I
2: will ignore that idiotic joke. Why does she give me these searching looks whenever she comes to the house?
4: How should I know?
2: Have you told her anything about us?
4: No. Have you?
2: You've told her nothing.
4: You think I'm crazy?
2: You spend too much time with that girl. I don't want you to see her so often.
4: Oh, come on. She's the only friend I've got in this stinking world. You never let me have any fun.
2: No fun. You have all the fun in the world. We have fun together, don't we? I, whenever you want something, I buy it for you automatically. I take you to concerts, to museums, to movies. I do all the housework. Who does the, the tidying up? I do. Who does the cooking? I do.
0: You and I, we have lots of fun. Don't we, Lolita? How many sittings? No, do I want to know the sittings? Because I don't know where you're going to go with this. Maybe I don't want to know the sittings, actually. Can we sit, can we uh, hold back on the sittings? If you don't mind, David. No, absolutely, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Are you a fan of Kubrick?
1: Yes, I do like Cooper. I've got a lot of time for him. sometimes it's almost as though um it's like Tarantino. You're more interested in the man than the actual films. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I like the films, goes without mm. saying. Clockwork mm. is really unique and stuff like that and the shining and all that. But it's like Tarantino, it's almost like I probably enjoy just sitting watching him interviewed as much, maybe sometimes more than the actual movies. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just a guy in Kubrick didn't do any interviews after a while, but a documentary about him would be fascinating.
0: Where did did Kubrick live?
1: Uh, New York, but then moved to London, didn't he? The outskirts, the rural outskirts of London because um, he didn't like flying, so he'd make all his films in Britain. So he emigrated over here at some point, but then never wanted to get back on a plane. Absolutely. John Ronson did a fascinating documentary on Kubrick. And, um, yes... And John Ronson was able to go through Kubrick's archives and it said the Kubrick's boxes It's really, it was on YouTube, but it's gone now, but it's a really good documentary because Kubrick would like archive all his research obsessively. So you've got things like um, loads of files and documents about his um, Auschwitz drama that he never filmed because Spielberg got in early before on Schindler's List. But then also you've got lots of diagrams of a cat collar he designed. So because he was paranoid that the cats would um, get their collar stuck in uh, branches from the trees in his manor. So he created a cat collar that had string attached to it that would easily break. And he created a diagram for it. I don't know where I'm
0: going with that. That's a lot he was going not it No, it's fine. Well, David, it's now time to review uh Kubrick's Lolita. If uh, everyone's uh, putting their their guesstimates in the uh what they're going for. Oh, it's quite varied. It's oh, that's quite, interesting. this is interesting. This is interesting. I'm gonna go uh so how many chalk ice is out of five are, you are you gonna go give it? Okay. So, David, how many chocolates ices out of five are you going to give Stanley Kubrick's Lolita?
1: Two. Oh. Yeah, it was oh, confusing. I think once they um, actually... Wasn't American Beauty? Wasn't lusting from afar? And um, well, even before that, it's just yeah, the comedy's too broad. It's confused, and it may be for a little a bit icky type of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you know, Peter Sellers rambling on, kind of. And also, um, it's a case of the comedy's almost there to manipulate you to to um, to get this kind of like bizarre drama kind of um, under the radar. And also, a lot of the time, the, the characters all feel like they're in different films. The humour's so kind of out there. I mean, what is impressive is that, uh, you know, Kubrick was always trying to do something new and interesting. But, um, yeah, I, I just thought, no, at the end of the day, you know,
0: this is very dark. You know, and you're Guy Anderson outlander. says, Guy Anderson says, an icky watch. John Bone says to your two, what the actual fuck? So what I don't know what yeah what do you think John what's yeah, your Yeah please what?
1: please do say John please do shut say Is he adding anything that is interesting? Because I mean there you know he has like he's actually having a sexual relationship with a 14 year old. And then you've got kind of like awkward broad humor in between the bits and pieces. Also when Shelley Winters um He's taking out the drama. I'm not going to do any spoilers or whatever. Uh, it definitely loses the, the plot dynamics because there's always that element of, is she going to work out that really he's just after the daughter? So when Shelley Winters is no longer in it, um, I won't say what happens to her, but it's a case of that dynamic is just you know, it loses its 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 dynamo at that point, you know, it's plot propulsion. Do you know what I mean, if that's a word? Propulsion? Uh, propulsion or what's the word if you're in a cu- Propulsion. Propulsion. Pl- plot. Propulsion. Absolutely.
0: John Bone says, I'm I'm a sold three, but I thought David was more of a Kubrick disciple.
1: Well I did as well. So I was I was in inner dialogue about it, thinking, am I being too critical here? But I um, I was just like, no, it's uh
0: it's not. Good point by Guy Anderson here, David. Oh yes, taxi driver isn't that dissimilar, and that's still lauded.
1: But he's like a saviour, doesn't he? He doesn't try to sleep with Jodie Foster. He Isn't wants to save her.
0: Undertone, under t- I can't remember. It's,
1: it's more remember S- it. a civil shepherd that he takes to the cinema. And he wants a relationship with. He more wants to save her as a father figure, I'd say. Do you know what I mean? Now, that's what I, I would um, personally say. It's Civil shepherd that he turns up to, you know, walking through the streets of New York in slow mo, and he's sort of cord red blazer.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, so, thank you very much, David, for this week's movie review. We very much enjoyed that, and thank you for everyone for contributing. Thank you, sir.
1: David Edwards,
0: movie tips. Okay, some movie tips movie tips
1: movie tips we're talking about James Bond earlier this is one for real nerds but every now and then you get unproduced scripts that leak onto the internet and uh, they really are fascinating you can come across them and uh, a lot of film blogs review them when they appear and this is for proper James Bond nerds and it was um, they've managed to leak from uh, the broccoli offices E.ON the If you write into Google first draft of Bond 17, it's the, um, it's the script for the third Timothy Dalton film that was never actually made because there was legal issues over distributing Bond. And uh, they went for about five years of not being able to produce a Bond. And that's when Tiff Dalton didn't come back. And instead they got Pierce Brosnan. And the idea for it is quite crazy. It's almost a bit like Moonraker. Like you could tell that Eon didn't know what to do with Dalton at that point. Because each of the Dalton films are very different in tone. And this one's almost got an AI Terminator vi- vibe. James Bond would be taking on robots so it's almost got that matri- uh, sorry, Moonraker esque sci fi feel. But, um, with License to Kill, they try to make it grittier and more intense. And you could tell they were trying to go back into a different direction. But it's just a fascinating read. Michael G. Wilson wrote it, who now produces the bonds with Barbara Broccoli, who was Cubby Broccoli's stepson. And, um, it's just interesting seeing a whole draft of, uh, Potential just bomb it film.
0: I just found it here, David. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's really yeah, it's really interesting. I, I this was, one's
0: got notes written on it.
1: Yes, it has. Yeah, it's really interesting. There's some great unproduced um scripts out there. There's a lot of Indiana Jones scripts that were never made that are really whoa, whoa, interesting.
0: Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> Sorry. They're written to be made, or they're just... Uh, they, they were never. No,
1: no, no, no. Unproducer um, Chris Columbus wrote one. Who wrote Gremlins and directed Home Alone? Um, I think it's called The Monkey King. That's that's interesting. It's got a great opening on a on a um, on a steamboat with crocodiles. Um, and there's lots of other unproduced bits and pieces. I'm trying to think other ones. Oh, I
0: just think about all that work that's has being put into. Oh,
1: massive! I mean, like um, Frank. Dab and, oh, I'm not pronouncing his name correctly.
0: Dabby Dab da, Dabby Dozy?
1: Dabby Dabby Dozy. I wish he wasn't, a, I could go with that. Uh Bond, the guy who directed Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile. He put all his directing on hold and wrote an Indiana Jones script uh, for a whole year. Spielberg loved it. Lucas gave one look to it and said, nope, not doing that. And as you say, it was like Sorry,
0: a whole- though, I missed that because I was googling Frank Darabont. Could Dalibon. you tell me again, because it sounded interesting? Sorry. Oh no,
1: no, absolutely not a problem. So yeah, it was a case of um, he put because di- he was a big director at that point, and he put all his like um, directorial projects on hold and spent a whole year writing a um, Indiana Jones script. And Spielberg absolutely loved it, and uh, so did Frank Marshall and Kathleen Kennedy, the producers. But Lucas gave it one look and in one setting said, "No, we're not doing that." Um it just didn't he never he wasn't even Frank uh, how'd you pronounce it? Darabon.
0: Darabon Darabonch I've oh, got yeah. a for Darabont. Absolutely
1: Ponchon for Darabon. Um uh he didn't even give valid reasons, it just didn't tick his box, you
0: know, it just wasn't in keeping with what he wanted. David, 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 I didn't realise Frank Darabon created The Walking Dead.
1: I oh, didn't create The Walking Dead but he was the showrunner for the first series it was based on a comic book but then he had creative he differences he the writer, creator yeah, he'd have been creator of the TV format but not the actual TV series and also there was creative differences and he, was, he left after season one so he didn't stick around unfortunately
0: he's written loads of Adventures of Young Indiana Jones
1: yes he did so that was his link to Lucasfilms that's what got him in there but they weren't great, those young Indiana Joneses. I remember being very disappointed as a kid. I remember seeing that previewed on The Big Breakfast being, you know, explosion once again. And then you watch them, and they're more like a sort of poorly lit TV drama history lesson than a rip-roaring action adventure.
0: Well, David, thank you so much for this week's movie tips. Thank
1: you, Captain. Thank you.
0: Okay, so this is my um, favourite part of the, the pod. This is where Mandy and uh, Will, you stop showing me your phone. <laughs> God
1: <laughs> Almighty, I don't want to see that. Leave her alone. Yeah, leave me then. alone. It's just it, that phone's going to snap and it's going to go into someone's eye. What's it got to do with you? Know, Cause, it's cause been she's scratched. She's got white bits and she
0: wants to show them. I do.
1: Yeah, well, not everyone wants to see them. It's, you know, it's. it's, it's
0: well, it's David, I'll She turned her back to ex- me ex-
1: to
2: show ex- me. Exactly. But I, I can
1: see it as well. I can see it ex- with the reflection of a framed picture in the background. I don't
2: know. See my white bits. Well, she she
0: doesn't know what reflection you can see. Exactly. You know? I don't know what you can see.
2: Her, let me be me.
1: She's being too much her though, isn't she? She's you know after a while it's just like
0: she's she's excited
1: about getting married. <sighs> I thought she was married. Didn't she got a honey? She's
0: just, uh, married,
1: l- l- oh, married I you know. know. <laughs> I know what
0: you
1: Maybe <laughs> uh... oh, a <laughs> honeymoon beforehand.
0: Uh, DJ Swan says, "Give her a break, David." For Pete's sake, I'm trying. I've given her too many breaks, friend. Too many breaks. Okay, well let's let's find uh, let's find a movie for you, David. Please, please, let's get, please. Let's get a goodie. Please, please, please. Here we go. So, let us find the genre of the first movie that you might be reviewing next. week. Here we go. Think about it and tell me when. Tell, not tell me. Tell Mandy when to stop. 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 Mystery. Lovely. Okay. And the decade of that movie, please, David. Stop. 1980s. Ooh. Oh. Please generate, Mandy, four mystery movies from the 1980s. She has done. There are four movies in her belly. She's spinning them around. It's time for you to tell her when to stop spinning. Stop. Blow out.
1: Oh, my God, that's a John Travolta, Brian De Palma film. Yeah. When he plays the sound technician, that would be really interesting. Okay. Tarantino that? loves that film. I think that's one of his favourites. I think it's in his top really? ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Massively I like so. it when
0: you sound excited.
1: No, I've never seen that. I'd be very interested You've in You've never that. seen it? No, no, no. It's supposed to be very good. Very good.
0: Okay. Right. Um, okay. Okay, let's find the genre of the second movie that you might be reviewing next week. Please tell Mandy, when you're ready, David, when to stop. Stop. Horror.
1: Okay. We don't have many horrors, do we? No, we don't. We've had lots of westerns, but not many horrors. I don't think we've had one horror. Okay, we had a no werewolf horror. film, didn't we,
0: by um, yeah. Joe yeah Werewolf, didn't we? Okay. Yes.
1: All the howling we had,
0: didn't we? Let's choose the decade of this horror movie. Stop. 2020s. Ooh. Mandy, please generate four horror movies from the 2020s. She has done. They're in her belly. They're spinning around. And now it's time for you to tell her when to stop spinning. Stop. (laughs) The Dark and the Wicked. God, that sounds dreadful. Dark and... Interesting, isn't it? Just uh, just a title. It's just like, well,
1: it's all about branding and marketing. I've not heard of that. The Dark and the
0: Wicked. Hmm. Okay, let's choose the genre of the third movie that you might be reviewing next week. Over to you, David. When you're ready, please tell Mandy. Stop. Comedy. Okay, that's fine. And now the decade. Stop. 2020s. Lovely, 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 lovely. Now we generate four... Movies, comedy movies from the two thousand twenties. They're in Mandy's belly. She's spinning them around, and now it's down to you, David, to tell her when to stop spinning,
2: please. Stop.
0: Hotel Transylvania. Oh my God,
2: Melania.
1: Almighty! Flip You know what? My skin. boys love that. I know it's very popular. I know. Or they did, anyway.
2: They've sort, are, of moved, on. Um, <laughs> they sort of moved on from
0: it.
2: Oh, no. my Lord.
0: No, 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 no. No,
1: it's
2: very popular. Oh, no. There's Blethyar.
0: more than one. OK. OK, David. So, we've got Blowout, The Dark and the Wicked, Hotel Transylvania, Transformania. Uh, do you know what? I've watched a bit of that. It's quite good. I mean, I, I don't know if I could sit through an hour and a half, but... Go, we'll we'll it. soon find out. <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe we're not, maybe not No, this is true. this is very true. And one of those movies you really want to see absolutely. So, let's see how lucky you are you're feeling this morning. Here we go. okay, I've given each movie the letters A, B, and C. I've jumbled them around, or have I? and it's down to you, David, now to tell Mandy. No. And it's down to you, David, to tell, man. And it's down to you, David, to tell us which movie you're going to be reviewing next week. Is it going to be A, B, or C? B. (coughs) Hotel Transformation. Oh, my Lord
1: deary me 2020 comedy you would have thought there'd be something else out there what were the other comedies on there it was
0: a bit of a crap selection it does do that every now and then doesn't it it's just it's like Hotel Transylvania Transformania Zombies oh god Bad Trip right Bad
1: Trip's supposed to be okay it's like a prank movie isn't it on the general it's public Upon a Time
0: a Snowman
1: oh my god I prefer Transylvania than Once Upon a Time Do snowman. you know what? I
0: quite like that snowman in Frozen. That might be quite funny. Oh, that?
1: Oh, is that what
0: it was? Yeah, I think so. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that wouldn't be terrible. I would say you've got ugh, the fiddliest one there. Yeah, unfortunately so.
1: It's Adam Sandler, isn't it, who does the voice? I could be wrong about that. No, uh Transylvania. Oh, is it? I could be wrong about that. Andy
0: Sandberg. Oh, Andy Sandberg, Goodness <laughs> me. I don't think it's that. Listen, it's not what you want to be watching. There's enough little f- moments in it. I thought, oh, this is fun. Yeah, I'm
1: sure. I'm sure. You know, I never know. It's like the leader. I galloped towards that, and I was mentally scarred
0: afterwards. You never know what you're going to get, do you? I've just suddenly come up with an idea. Oh, yeah. You've never done this before, David. <laughs> we are... If you're up for it, I'm going to put. uh, I'm going to hold something in my hand. You choose the right hand. You get a chance to gamble and go for four horror movies because it's Halloween.
1: I don't know if I better watch them in time. That's the only thing. You don't have to watch it. Just watch it in the next week. Um. uh, What and um.
0: So instead of Hotel Transylvania, you get a chance to put that to one side and gamble on watching four. One of four horror movies. Oh, one
1: sort of. of four horror. I thought we meant four horror films. No, no, so, no, sorry, no. Sorry, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry no, 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 would
0: you rather? Would you like to go out? Throw it. Let's let's away?
1: gamble. Let's absolutely here gamble, go. Captain.
0: This is huge. If you kill, if you uh, guess this right, we're gonna r- randomly choose four horror movies. You choose the decade. Absolutely, totally. Okay, let's go on. for it. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> There's a part of a brick I've got in my left hand. I'm going to put it in my hand. Under the table, you choose the right hand. You get to choose a horror movie for Halloween. Which hand? That one? The bracelet? Or the other one? The bracelet. Bang. We're going for the horror movies. We're going... Wow,
3: wow, (laughs) wow, wow, wow.
0: wow. Excellent stuff. We're going for the horror movies. We're going for the horror movies. This is lovely. Right, Okay, You can choose the decade. Which decade? I can choose the decade. Yes, you can. It's Halloween.
1: I'd like something um, sort of modern and up to date, definitely. So, two thousand and twenties. Yeah, I don't know because that last That'd one be
0: risky. Two thousand
1: and twenties. Let's go for horror film. Two thousand and twenties. Yep. Two thousand and twenties. Okay.
0: Mm. Okay. Two thousand and twenties. go for horror movie. Two thousand and twenties. Please, Mandy. If we've never done this before, but it's a Halloween special. Please, Mandy. Generate four horror movies for the t- Okay, here's four horror movies from the 2020s. She's going to spin them in her belly. This is Halloween special. It's over to you, David. Tell Mandy when to stop. Here we go.
1: How are they looking? Are they. Okay, sorry. I'm getting too into this.
0: Stop. (laughs) The movie you will be reviewing next week is. Spiral from the book of Saw
1: is that the one starring Chris Rock
0: yes and Samuel L Jackson
1: right I'll be looking forward to that Samuel L Jackson's in it
0: yeah Max Minghella
1: Right, okay, yeah, I'll give, um... That's almost got, like, a, a Slightly Seven vibe to
0: it, isn't it? They're cops, looks I like it. Looks like it from the poster. Oh, God, that's a massive change
1: from Hotel Transylvania. But, I mean, don't Spiral
0: get me, from the Book of Saw.
1: But don't get me wrong, yeah, I'm always happy to uh, watch whatever is given to me. Tonight, yeah, Burnham, it does, say,
0: said, I would have gone 90s or 2000s. I would have as well. I would have. But, there Int- you go. It's
1: your Halloween yeah, oh, special. That is a massive, um... Uh, foot in the right direction, massively, yeah.
0: massively, and it just gave the episode a little bit of a bit of spicy drama, jam, a spicy bit of jam. like on
1: the edgeness, and a bit of an yeah. e- ex-, e- ex explosion.
0: Yeah, ex explosion. David, thank you so much. I know you got to shoot off. Thank you, everyone, for watching us live. Uh, this morning, um, <laughs> Martin Garland, God, oh, god, oh, god. <laughs> Two people said I think you're gonna prefer Hotel Transylvania. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but we don't know. Oh there. dear, that backfired, says Jess. Oh okay. Dear. <laughs> okay thank you so much david have a lovely day today
1: you have an absolutely superb day sir and i look forward to reporting back on the chris Roth experience it's very bizarre isn't it? stand-up comedian doing a horror film like that it's a bit of an i didn't know samuel L. jackson was in it i think whatever it'll be an interesting view 100 percent
0: Thank you, everyone. Thanks for joining us this morning. And uh, I might try and edit this now and put it on Patreon uh, for everyone. Uh, oh, wow. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always working. Cheers, David. Have a lovely weekend. Um, you, you too.
1: Take care of yourself, Captain. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye-bye, bye-bye. bye. Cyril <laughs> Cyril Bye bye. Bye bye, everyone. Bye bye. Bye
3: bye. Render movie generator Render movie generator Render movie movie generator going the so wide bits <laughs>